Jesuits of Canada and the United States, this is AMDG. I'm Eric Clayton. And I'm Megan Leach. On July 7th, one week ago today, in the early hours of the morning, the president of Haiti, Jovenel Moïse, was assassinated in his home. The exact details of his death are still clouded in some mystery, but the impact on the country is stark and tragic. Haiti, still recovering from the devastating 2010 earthquake, still reeling from the COVID-19 pandemic, plagued by violent gangs, economic insecurity, and a widening gap between the haves and have-nots, now faces a future of uncertainty. But it's far from a hopeless situation. As our guest today, Father Jean-Denis Saint-Félix, the superior of the Jesuit community in Haiti, notes, there is reason to believe a better future is possible. Father Jean-Denis issues a challenge for all of us on the outside looking in. To help usher in this new future, we have to be ready to listen to the needs, the pain, and even the silence of the Haitian people. Here's our conversation with Father Jean-Denis. Thanks for joining us. All right, Father Jean-Denis, thank you so much for joining us uh, on AMDG today. Thank you. Thank you for, for, your, for reaching out to me and to Haiti. Thank you for your solidarity and the willingness to, to, to know a little bit more of what is happening on the ground here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Well, uh, let's, let's get right into it then. Um, can, can you give us a, a brief overview of, of what the situation in Haiti right now is from your perspective? Yes. Uh, right now, you know, this is like uh, one week after the assassination of the president. And I think that uh, people are still wondering about what really happened. And uh, I can also say that this is a state of, we are in a state of confusion. Uh, people also, uh, there, are, there, there are some anger also in the air and uh, indignation. And uh, also there is a sentiment of shame you know, that uh, this, is, this is happening in that moment in our history and perplexity because there are so many questions uh, unanswered and also uh, fear, people are fear, are afraid for, for, for their, their lives. And if this happened to a president, so every citizen, everybody is kind of uh, uh, in, uh, in, in danger. And also there is, uh, this is uh, uh, also, um, I, I can say that there is a kind of a sentiment of powerlessness. So mm. what, what, what is it that we can do in this situation? And we feel that we, we, we don't have enough, enough power to do whatever we, we would like to do in that moment. For, for listeners that may not uh, be following the situation uh, as closely as, as, as we are, could you maybe give a brief uh, summary of, of what we know so far, of what has happened and, and what uh, information is, is available? Last Wednesday at one in the morning, and uh, that was on, the, on, this, on February 7 in the morning. So we woke up with this guy, with this, this, the news that the Haitian, the president of Haiti was assassinated and by a commando uh, composed mostly of Colombians. And uh, among them also were two uh, Haitian Americans who claimed to be the translators for this commando. 
and they they were able to 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 get into the presidential house they killed they killed the president and he, and his wife was injured and uh, it seems that uh, the the daughter of the presidential family was there but nothing happened to her and uh, at some point in the morning the, his wife was taken to the hospital and afterwards to the United States. And uh, this is for sure what happened. We know that the president was assassinated, he was, he was killed, and his wife was injured and taken to the hospital and then taken to the United States. So this is exactly what we know at this point. And then after that, um, this, uh, the commando members of this commando was were arrested. There were like uh, um, 20, 28 of them, and three of them were killed, and um, and like 18 were arrested, and there there, there are like uh, five missing. So, and this is uh, this is what we know. And then what after that we know that there was a, a, a Haitian residing in the U.S. that entered the country that uh, who is also arrested. So from from this we don't know more, and uh, and and then the, the investigation is still is still going on. I know that member of of FBI they were here, and then members of the of the Colombian. Uh, army are also here to help the Haitian uh, 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 people investigate what what happened exactly. So as you said, it's it's been about a week or so. Uh, yes. I just want to know how how are you? How are the other Jesuits in the community? Um, how are you managing this uncertainty? And, and how are you you uh, reaching out to others? Like you you listed a number of of kind of pastoral needs, shame. You said people feel feel uncertain, shameful, fearful. How are you managing those uh, feelings in your community, both within the Jesuits and in the wider Haitian community? Yes, I felt that for two days following the, the assassination, life was kind of stopped. And because the shock was so great, and then we feel that life just stopped. But after that, we also understood that uh, we, we, we need to resume working. And a part of it, because all our part partners were searching, reaching out to us for information. And uh, we, we tried to keep ourselves a little bit uh, busy, but also informed about what, what, what is exactly happening. So we try also to discern among all the information, contradictory information that that that's that that coming out. So we try to to sort out the truth among everything that is that is that is being that is being said, and also we 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 keep in touch with our partners, producing well local and 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 international partners, producing our own understanding and interpretation of, uh, of the situation and its unfolding. We also participate like in groups or in meeting with, with, with other people trying to, to make sense of, of the situation. 
and uh, as as Jesuit and as religious, we also in 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 those groups we participate in uh, promoting nonviolence, promoting dialogue, dialogue, and also promoting participation. We we write and also we give interviews because. People are asking for 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 what is happening, and uh, with people that we are in touch uh, with uh, directly, we give we try to give comfort. We 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 try to reassure people, and because what we what we are witnessing right now, what we are living, it's a it's a tragedy. But this is a, this is something that just happened. But we have we have gone through. Uh, three years of insecurity, of kidnapping, of uh, of violence. So this is like this, this kind of um, uh, the 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 how do, how would you say that? This is uh, uh, the the conclusion of three years of of insecurity, of violence, of instability. So so what I can say is that. As a people, we are we are uh, we are very fragile, fragilized, and as a people, we we, we feel that um, that this is too much for uh, the Haitian people. And with this assassination, so it is like uh, the, the 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 like the end of it. Yeah. You mentioned that you've been serving kind of in this informational role, right? Providing information um, to your international partners and particularly to the society and other Jesuits worldwide. And you recently wrote a letter to the Jesuits um, in which you said that the assassination of the president is a mirror that reflects some of these underlying problems that have you know, that Haiti has been facing for many years now. So I'm wondering if you can talk about what some of those problems are. You, you, you don't just come and kill a president. So that, uh, that, uh, that reflects that uh, 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 the people's security in general is a problem in this country. And I would say that um, the number one problem that we are facing here in Haiti is what we can call a kind of systemic inequality. And the exclusion of nearly 80% of the, of the population, you know, uh, um, and I, I think that this is, this is, this is what we have, we have gone through for too long. Uh, this is a very exclusive uh, uh, society. This is a, this is a, a society where people where inequality is the main word that can describe what, what we are living through as a people. For too long, the vast majority of uh, Haitian people have been living in infrahuman conditions without clean water, without uh, access to education. Like we can say like six millions of Haitian people uh, do not have access to food. They, they suffer from hunger. They, they don't have access to good school and education. So the basic infrastructure are, are not there. They are inexistent. The main hospital in this country is still under construction since the earthquake in 2010, the, we don't talk about the pandemic because there is no way that uh, the government can face this uh, tragedy. So 
this uh, this assassination is a, is the kind of mirror where we can we can we can look at us as Haitian people and say you know things has been going bad for too long and the international community has been witness a witness to this and uh, and I can say also you know what what what, what happened to, to 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 the Haitian people what happened to the government is not uh, you know uh, uh, it's not it's not a good a big news because people could see that was going to happen because things have been going wrong and bad for too long and like like since 2018 I can say that uh, our life here in Haiti is synonymous of, of violence or kidnapping mass killing exodus you know and and that has been our 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 plate here in Haiti for like uh, three years or so I'm struck by you know what what you're saying about I think some of these structural issues um, that are that are facing Haiti um, as well as some of the more I think individual emotional um, and and kind of cultural like responses to this. Um, so I'm curious if uh, you know how you would describe the work of the Society of Jesus um, in in Haiti, and what do you believe the role to be? of the society in, in this moment, um, responding to the assassination into this larger kind of political crisis? Yes, thank you for this question. I think that like, um, you know, we, we try uh, to, to do our work with others. We are not the, the, the only religious order in this country. And our work also, we, we try to, to do it uh, uh, in collaboration with lay, lay people. And it is, uh, and, and then as, as church, we, I can say that uh, we have a lot of responsibility as the state is a failing state. So the church has to, to, to respond what the, the, the state should uh, 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 respond. And, uh, and this work, we, rely, we, we, we try to do it in a context where crime, politics, and economy are intertwined. So that makes our, our, our intervention very complicated. But um, when uh, I can say that when uh, um, everybody, everybody leave, try to leave the country, the, the, we work at the university, at the colleges, every month, every week, people are trying to leave the country. And I, what I can see is that we Jesuits and others, so we, we have chosen to, to stay. That's a, that's a deliberate choice. We have chosen to stay and to be present to the, to the, Haitian, to the Haitian people through our ministry, parish ministry, to our work in education, we have in, 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 in a school network that, that comprises 17 schools throughout the country, school that provides good education for people who do not have money, and especially also in the countryside. And also we intervene at the, at the, at the state university and then we run uh, the, we, we, we help run the Catholic university here in Haiti. 
So we try to to accompany young people so that they can they can make a sense of of the of the of the of their lives. And also we 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 are present to people who are being sent back from the Dominican Republic through uh, uh, the the judge service to migrant. And uh, and also we we have uh, a spirituality center. So this is a, a very important work because you know uh, there are so many trauma here in Haiti. So it is important that we can provide this kind of uh, accompaniment, this kind of direction to people who are in need, in need of, of of spiritual uh, of retreat and, and spiritual direction. So those this is this is what we what this is how we try to to be present to people and to accompany people here in Haiti. You know, uh, through education, uh, through uh, um, uh, the ex ex uh, uh, spiritual ex exercises, but I, I would say uh, also it is very important for us and for people this kind of proximity that we Jesuits and others we try to develop with the with the Haitian people, so they know that we are here, they know that we we, we will not betray them, and they count on our presence here in Haiti. I'm really struck by this juxtaposition. You use the expression of a failing state. You talked about this exodus of people from the country, which sounds very demoralizing, but at, at the same time, you, you're working with young people. You're helping them envision a better, a new future, which sounds very hopeful. So I wonder, what, what is your message? What, what do you say to Haitians um, that, that are living in this very, very challenging moment, both within Haiti and the large communities of Haitians that, that are, are living elsewhere in the world, but looking back at their homeland and, and, and again, uncertain about the future. What, what is your message to, to these groups of people? Before um, giving any message, I would say that in my contact, everyday contact with the youth, in my everyday contact with, uh, with the concrete Haitian people, concrete faces, so we also receive hope from them. When I see young people uh, uh, getting up every morning, waking up every morning and try to, to give themselves an education despite all the complications that we, that we, that we, that we live in. So that gives us, that gives us uh, uh, strength and hope and then that 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 inspires us to to continue to to show them to 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 help show them the way but it is not easy because you know they receive so many challenging messages this every day they they, they see people uh, uh, being killed in the car it is not easy but we think that this is this is the this is the way to go and then we and then we see that these people is determined to 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 go forward so uh, from this uh, uh, living experience with the haitian people with the youth so my message would be like do not give up hope do not give up hope you know the future of haiti and especially its youth this future is worth is worth fighting for this is what i would i would say because this is what we witness every day and then we are hopeful that this country will not die and this is our conviction and this is why we fight every every day we work we wake up every day and then we keep going and then we keep working 
I think in the US and Canadian context, um, you know, there can often be this perception that um, Haiti, you know, is is a struggling state, a country in need. But as you said, there's also, I think, a spirit of hope and a lot of potential, you know, within within the country. So I wonder, you know, so often the impulse in response to, to these kinds of events is to give aid through money to development organizations. Um, but what would you like to see happen instead in the wake of this assassination? The US, Canada, and the international community uh, must learn how to listen. And, and they, they must show humility and respect for our history and also for our culture. And I think that there are many mistakes that, ha that have been done because of this lack of listening. And, um, you know, I think that uh, from, from this kind of secular arrogance and even racism, I think that they, you know, the US, Canada, and the, the international, international community, most of the time, they think that they know what we need. And then they think that they know everything about us. They don't have nothing to learn. And I think that this is the, the, the big mistake. So what I would like to see is more listening so they have to, to learn to appreci appreciate our culture, the strength of this culture. And also, um, so when, when they think that they know, so they do not, even we as Haitian, every day we try to do this kind of exercise to listen to Haitian people. Right now in this moment, it is very important to listen to people's silence most people, they were expecting people to, to go to the street to celebrate. No, people are quiet. They are reflecting. And we as leaders and we as international community, we need to listen to people's silence. And uh, what is, why are people, what are people trying to say through their silence? So I think that we, 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 need, we need to see that. We need to see the international community to listen to our, to our desire. What is it that Haitian people are expecting? What is it that we desire? What is the way? The international community in this moment, they speak only one language. They speak elections. Right now, Haitian people, they, don't, they are not talking about elections. In this moment, we are, we are trying to, to mourn. Trying to mourn, we have a, 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 a killed president assassinated. We, we want to mourn. And the first message of the US, he was, okay, the elections, uh, we, have, we must go on with the elections in September. There is no way that we can have elections in September. And we know that elections are not a solution because the, the, the basic conditions are not met for those elections. Very important, we need them. But right now, in this moment, elections are not possible because the basic conditions are not met for those elections to, to happen. So I think that the international community 
must to stop to stop uh, 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 treating us as kids or as slaves even because they 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 sometimes they, they think that they have to to tell us what to say what to do and how to do it so they have to listen to us what we need I, for, uh, talking for myself i think that we need uh, to 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 see more friendship we need to see more equality more mutuality in this kind of relationship we need encounter encounter we don't need people to tell us what to do and how to do it and when to do it i think that idea of listening to the silence and also recognizing in the international community these instances in which the international community is telling Haiti what Haiti needs, um, as opposed to listening, is really powerful. And it's it's a helpful framing for, I think, understanding how the geopolitics evolves right now. Um, but I'm also curious, you know, connected to this, how do we move beyond um, a conversation based on what the international community says? Um, Haiti needs and toward, you know, a, a conversation that I think is more based in, you know, what are the strengths and resources and opportunities in Haitian society? Yes, yes. I, I um, you know, uh, in this moment, because of uh, the inequality and the impoverishment of, the, of, of people, but they, they, they may need some punctual assistance i don't know how we would call it but uh uh what we need the most in this moment is uh, is um, uh, presence is uh, respect is stability security empowerment empowerment so we need to be able to 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 decide by, by ourselves and most of all, I think that we, even talking from a religious perspective, we need healing. We need healing. We need, uh, um, we, need we need to be able to, to, to mourn. And then we need reconciliation as a nation. We need reconciliation. So I think that uh, all this, all kind of help that can that can that can push us in that direction of healing, reconciliation, uh, uh, truth on what 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 happened, and and justice. And this is this kind of of of, of uh, help that I I would like to to. To, to see happen so that we can we can uh, reconstruct the the core of the of the nation and that needs to be done in in dialogue in encounter in reflection in um, in, in respect so this this is what I, I i think that we need we need the most and then we need to be able to uh, to sit down as as a, as a nation so that, that's why the main, the main word now, the main notion that we talk about, and then we, we still don't know how to do it, is this kind of national dialogue among Haitian people. Of course, with all our international friends, but, you know, uh, try, but uh, helping us to sit together and then to, to, to look for answers to our problem. As you, I'm struck by this idea of, of, a, of national dialogue and I, um, I kind of want to, I want to end our conversation reflecting on, on, on prayer uh, and your prayer for Haiti. And I imagine that this, this idea of dialogue, I know this idea of dialogue, has to start within ourselves. So what's the, what's the disposition that you're trying to 
um, model uh, for others? Uh, what kind of prayerful disposition are you modeling for others in this moment that you hope uh, might ultimately lead to this, uh, this, this, this spirit of, of reconciliation and healing and dialogue uh, uh, that, you, that you've said that the country uh, is, needs at this time? Yes, I, I, um, uh, that's my prayer for the for Haiti, like uh, that we 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 may be a nation, a reconciled nation, that unity may be uh, uh, may 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 takes may take place among us, uh, peace, hope, but you know, but the whole the whole notion of dialogue is that also this. But not we need people to listen to us, but we need to listen to each other, and probably this is this is our task: how to like a precondition for this dialogue to happen. So this 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 ability for us to listen to each other, and to sit down to 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 talk <laughs> to talk, and 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 someone said that probably we need some logotherapy, so. Just to be able to 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 voice out what is going on within us, to voice that out, and probably uh, at the end, all of us, all of us, uh, being this kind of attitude of listening to to God, to God, and uh, to God, because this is, He is the source of 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 the world. Of the world, so that's my that's my my hope is that we 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 may we may come as one nation, being able to talk to each other and all of us listening to the word of God, which is a word of, of peace, justice, and reconciliation. I think that uh, that prayer for Haiti could be a prayer for the whole world, uh, right? Being yeah. more open and available to listening to one another. Um, well, Father Jean Denis, thank you so much for for your time and for sharing your reflections, and and we will continue to pray for Haiti. Uh, and uh, and just know that, that we we're here in solidarity with you and, and all the Haitian people. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you so much. So much. Thank you. AMDG is a production of the Jesuit Conference of Canada and the United States, and recorded at our headquarters in Washington D.C. The show is edited by Marcus Bleach, and our theme music is by Kevin Lasky. The Jesuit Conference communications team is Marcus Bleach, Mike Jordan-Lasky, Megan Leapsch, Becky Sindelar, and me, Eric Clayton. Connect with the Jesuits online at Jesuits.org, on Twitter at, at @JesuitNews, on Instagram at WeAreTheJesuits, and at Facebook, facebook.com Jesuits. Sign up for weekly email reflections by visiting Jesuits.org weekly. If you or someone you know might be called to discern a vocation to the Jesuits, connect with a Jesuit vocation promoter at BeAJesuit.org. Drop us an email with questions or comments at media at Jesuits.org. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as St. Ignatius of Loyola may or may not have said, go and set the world on fire.